sex positive and overly orgasmic, these are our toy stories. Oh, hello, Toy Stories fam. I get so many questions from you in our DMs over on Instagram at Toy Stories underscore TD. And I thought it would be fun to take some time and answer them all for you in this episode. Remember, you can always reach out to me over on Instagram in the DMs or comment on our videos on YouTube. I really try hard to respond to all of them and communicate with you guys. And I do try to answer when I get the questions, but I thought it'd be fun just to summarize and have like one episode where you can learn a little bit more about me. Okay. And these are just so many questions that I get all the time. We're going to kick right into it. All right. <laughs> what do you look for most in a man? A hundred percent confidence, someone that is completely secure. That is by far the biggest quality that I look for. I feel like to be with a gal like me, <laughs> someone who's so out there and, you know, I'm so sexually confident and confident in everything that I do that I need him to be that way too. And also confidence is just the biggest turn on for me. There's something about a man that is secure and happy with himself and very confident in all that he does in and outside of the bedroom. Nothing makes me more turned on than when I see a man handle business and then throw me down, eat my pussy, make me come. Like there's that to me is just the biggest turn on. And he's like, you like that? I thought so. Or he'll go, I know. Like I'll be like, oh my God, that was so good. And he'll say, I know. And it's the listen, there's a fine line between cockiness and confidence. So there's definitely a difference there, but the confidence, it just it does it for me. Okay. What is your favorite sex game? I actually made a sex game. I made a sex match game. And if you go over, I have a website on my other show, midlifecraving.com. There is a match game there, uh, a rated R version and also rated PG for those of you that are just dabbling into this world and trying to spice things up a little bit, where you can download the cards and play them with your partner. The reason why I love this game is because it's just exciting and it's fun. So there's some that say, kiss me. There's some that say, suck my clit. <laughs> um, you know, spank me three times. And it's just, it's really fun because like you find a card that you like and you're like, oh my God, I got to find the match. Where's the match? And then it just gets really exciting and a lot of fun. I also, fun fact, can never get past the lick my clit card. Once that card gets pulled and matched, I'm like, all right, ding, ding, game time. But it's a lot of fun. So that I would say is my favorite sex game. I also, I'm a big fan of sex dice too. But okay. Is there a good way to convince my wife to swallow? I have a lot of friends who are just not into that at all. So I'm going to say Patron, you know, vodka. <laughs> that sounds terrible, but I don't know. That's a way to let some inhibitions out the window and uh, maybe she'll do it. I don't know. I know for some women, it's just not a thing for them. And so... Good luck. <laughs> Patron. Patron's the answer. Okay. My wife said she's open for a threesome. What's the best way to go from there? I say this time and time again to many couples that ask me how we're thinking of getting into the lifestyle or, you know, my wife wants to have a partner or, you know, whenever you're thinking of stepping out into the non-monogamy open relationship world, I like to say communicate, communicate some more, and then communicate again. Okay. So things like, you know, get down to the details. Where are you going to meet this person? Is it going to be, you know, a male or female? Like, are you going to have an FMF or an MFM? Are they going to be a stranger 
or friend or like someone that you know, an acquaintance? That's another big question to ask yourself. Also, talk thoroughly about what are your limits? What are your boundaries? What are your personal boundaries? And what are your boundaries as a couple? And then also you need to talk about what will you do if you're uncomfortable during the act? I've actually had experience with this before, and it can be uncomfortable. It can be awkward. You know, talk about if you're going to be kissing or not. I know I know a lot of couples who don't make out or don't kiss during um, sex with other partners. And then I also really want you to think about how are you going to feel? Like, what if you're really into it? Ask her, you know, like, how are you going to feel when another girl's screaming because I'm pounding her pussy so good? Okay, like, you got to think about these things. So, I mean, detailed, okay? And then talk about aftercare. How are you going to come back together have your foundation secure again. What things do you want to talk about? What things do you want to discuss? Just make sure you talk about it, then some more, and then a little bit more after that. I can't stress that enough. Okay. What do you think the most underrated sex toy is? Cock rings, for sure. And yes, I think they're a sex toy. There's something you're bringing in the bedroom to enhance something. Um, I feel like they make your dick harder. You last longer. And I just really like them. So I think cock rings are very underrated. I often tell my partners, I'm like, hey, let's let's explore with a cock ring. I'm a huge fan of them. What do you think is the most underrated sex act? Hand jobs. Let's talk about that. Okay, so the old school hand job. Don't underestimate the power of those. Those are still an amazing way to please your partner. And also, ladies, I just want to say, you know, a lot of the movement can be like in your wrist. So you don't have to be like full arm movements. It could just be a wrist movement. And I think a lot of us forget about that. And so most underrated sex act for sure to me is a good old fashioned hand job. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is one of your hottest moves that you do in the bedroom? I feel like I have two. One of them is kind of like my signature move. Like after he finishes, I like to, well, first I ask him, you know, is it too sensitive? Are you okay if I still play down there? And I like to suck his dick and then like just massage it with my tongue and just like really give him a good mouth hug after climax. Uh, that's something that I do. And a lot of guys that make comments, they're like, oh my God, I've never, I've never had this before. And it's just, it's a nice like, follow through after orgasm. Also, one of, this is probably the hottest thing that I do, is when someone's fucking my face, I will look up at him. I'll be like, you know, mouthful gagging and he'll look up at me and then I'll pull out and I'll look at him and say, do it again. Like, that's super fucking hot, right? Like you just thought you were choking me out and then no, go ahead and do that again. <laughs> so I would say that is the hottest. Okay. What is your best tip for building confidence with my partner? More solo play. Get to know yourself. You know, your, your partner's not going to know if you don't know yourself, right? Like you need to know what really turns you on, what really makes you feel good and what brings you to climax. So more solo play. And then if you want to build confidence in your partner, I say compliment them constantly. That's a huge deal. Those are two ways that I would say would be really good at building confidence. Uh, do you like 69? I'm not a huge fan of 69, and here's why. I would rather focus on what I'm doing or focus on what my partner is doing to me. I've had some fun 69 sessions. Um, one of my partners really enjoyed it, and he was always on top. Like I think that makes a difference, too. Like If I'm on top or if he's on top, 
it's fun and it's great. There's no way I'm going to finish there. I will say one little variance of uh, 69 that I like is like when I'm sucking dick with my head upside down hanging off the bed and he leans over and starts like eating my pussy. That to me is still 69, even though he's standing up. It's like an L-shaped 69, whatever. It's still 69. And I think that's probably the only way I, I really can enjoy it. Yeah, I'm just not a huge fan. A lot of people are disappointed to, see, to hear me say that, but I'm just not. Okay. Do you like anal? So in college, I loved it. I had a partner that I did it with all the time and I really loved it. I also was smoking a lot of weed back then. <laughs> and so I feel like I was more relaxed and more calm. I really haven't had too much experience until recently. And my partner, I was using a toy and masturbating in front of him. And he was just, you know, rubbing on me and playing with my tits. And he slid a finger in my butt. And I fucking loved it. I think I'm so comfortable with him. I'm very safe with him. I was so incredibly relaxed, very, very wet. And it just, that felt really fucking good. And so, am I into it? Yeah. And I'm still openly, I'm, I'm exploring. I'm finding out the ways that I like it, okay? Adrian, I know you're a unicorn. How can we find our own unicorn? It's so difficult. I know, you know, the elusive single gal, the unicorn out there in the world. We do exist. I promise you that. I would say prepare to be frustrated for a while. That connection, it's it's hard to find, right? I would say try sls.com. I know some single gals are on there. Also, um, one of my friends, she has Unicorn Landing app. I hear that's amazing. I still need to log in there and try that. And I did have her on the show. That'd be great. Field app, F-E-E-L-D. That's another one where you can find some single gals. And then 3Fun is another app as well. You know, also, you know, go to a local club. I know a lot of single girls will go to a club with another couple and you can maybe meet someone there or like a friction party. I don't know. It's, it's really, really tough. You have to stay consistent. You have to be willing to put in the effort. And, you know, the reward is that magical unicorn. And I promise you, we are out here. So... I wish you the best of luck. Uh, try that unicorn landing app, though. Uh, Candace, I, I need to get in on that app and try it myself, but I've heard good things about it. Okay, what is the best toy for my partner? It depends, you know. Does your partner have experience? Is your partner a click climaxer? Are they, you know, it, that really depends. So think about your partner in mind, but I will say a toy that you can't go wrong with is on tracysdog.com, Coco right? Like she's just so easy to use and beginner friendly. Also Peacat or Rosie. And Rosie's actually a fun one because she's like a novelty, you know, and she's pretty and she's cute. So I think your partner would like that. So try Rosie too. Those are good toys for your partner. And it's a great toy to use when she's with you. All of those are. Peacat especially. Okay. Adrian, where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in right outside of DC and I'm in Baltimore now. Some of you have said, I hear your I hear your accent. I'm like, oh God, I've been in Baltimore too long. So <laughs> all right. Uh, how do you stay disease free? So I don't think anyone, you know, can guarantee that they're going to be disease free forever. I mean, you every I always say, you know, there's no such thing as consequence free sex. Everything is a risk. I think you can do things to prevent catching an STI. So I'm always using condoms, always. That's non-negotiable. And then uh, I get tested all the time. I'm usually getting tested every quarter. 
And so I'm taking care of my sexual health. And, you know, I did have HPV. I I got, I had HPV type 16. I I ended up having to get a full hysterectomy because of that. And so, again, there's no such thing as consequence-free sex. I do the very best that I can to mitigate it and getting tested, making sure that I'm staying healthy. And that's really all you can do, you know, (laughs) but I'm very open about sexual health. I've been very lucky and I'm, I'm also selective with my partners, you know what I mean? Uh, And then just using condoms, like really practicing safe sex, it matters. When did you become so sex positive? I know exactly when, and I felt a monumental shift in my life. And that was in 2021, or late 2020, early 2021, when I was getting out of a long-term relationship. And I felt like... I could not live anymore without being me. I could not fake it anymore. I couldn't pretend that I wasn't someone that I actually really was. I wanted to be liberated, and I stopped caring what anyone thought about me. I think that's the biggest thing. I I legitimately was just like, I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm going to be me. I'm going to be free and let myself go. And I just, I was tired of faking orgasms. I was tired of hiding toys. I was tired of not having really fun, explorative, 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 how do you, explorative, is that the word? You know, I was tired of, of, of having this the vanilla sex life and then hiding behind closed doors and watching porn and jerking off. Uh, I wanted a partner who would do more with me. Luckily, I found the lifestyle. And so in 2021, my life completely changed and I can never look back. I'm gonna tell you, It doesn't come without cost. You know, my shows and being sex positive have impacted my life in many ways, more positives than negatives, but definitely some pretty big negatives. And um, it's not easy, but you know what? At the end of the day, I'm liberated as fuck. I'm happy with myself and that's all that matters. So if you are feeling like you are hiding or you're feeling shame or you feel like you can't be yourself, like really take a look. Like I want you to remember, you know, this isn't a dress rehearsal. We are all going to die. <laughs> like it's it's a guarantee. And I think one of the biggest regrets people have when they're dying is I wish I wouldn't have lived my life in standards that everyone else expected of me. And so remember that. And like, if you're not free and living your life the way you want to, change that because life is short and you, you got to live it well. You have to be living, not existing. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to get off my soapbox there. Okay. What is your favorite toy right now? Peacat. She's been my favorite toy for quite a while. And I feel bad. OG Clitsucker. Listen, I love that toy. You guys know how much I love that toy. But Peacat, she's just, she's magical. And she's just a sure, I mean, she is a surefire way that I'm going to have an explosive, amazing orgasm every single time. She's great to use by myself. She's great to use with partners. And so I just cannot go wrong with PCAT. And I love her so much. She always stays charged. So right now, uh, by my bedside, it's PCAT for sure. And I've been using Coco a lot with my partner. So I'm a big fan of that. What is something non-sexual that turns you on? Aside from confidence, hmm... When I see someone handling shit, right? And when someone is just consistent in all that they do and they're not playing games, they're confident, they are handling things, you know, in whatever they're doing. Uh, I guess I guess it's just confidence. I just can't get away from that. But also just just being mature 
being healed. Those are all non-sexual things. This just turned me on when I see someone. I'm like, they have their shit together. I don't know. That's I, I, it's, it's the confidence thing for me. It just really is. Have you ever tried tantric sex? No, and I want to. I absolutely want to. Uh, I need. I, I really need to add that to my list, top of my list this year. I've heard amazing things about it, and I think I would really enjoy it. So tantric sex, it's on my list. Dying to try it. Adrian, how do I stop BV? I know you've talked about it before. How do I make it stop? <laughs> Girlfriend, let me tell you something. BV is so common, and there's nothing to be ashamed of. It's It happens to all of us. So I will tell you what I do after every playtime, and especially later, if I'm just feeling like something's off down there, because listen, our partners can throw us off. They can, our pH balance. And so there's this boric acid suppository that I use. It's called PHD, and you can get it at Target or any drugstore. And you just stick it up there, and the next day, I swear to God, it's like overnight, everything's cleared up. I remember my first experience with BV. I really didn't know what it was. Like I had had yeast infections and stuff like that before, but BV was like, I didn't really know. And I remember I was at my friend's house and I was like driving there and I was like, something smells, like something smells. And then I went to the bathroom and I was like, oh my God, is it in here? It's like, it's here too. And then I like sat down at the table and I was like, oh my God, I still smell it. And then I went to the bathroom and I was like, it's me. Like it's fucking me. And you cannot deny that smell. It's it's sharp, okay? Like, and I know this is gross, but it's nothing to be ashamed of. It, ha- it happens to all of us at some point. And I think as I've gotten older, I feel like my friends talk about it too. And especially if you have multiple partners. So if I go to a lifestyle party or something like that, I'm like, oh shit, you know? So after every time I play, I'm, well, first of all, I remember to pee after sex, like clear that out. And then um, I use the boric acid suppository. I do have some tips though. The next day you are going to have some like watery discharge. So I always use a light day or you can um, put a tampon. I'm not a huge fan of tampons. And so I would say do the the light day pad. And then also I have had some spotting before, but I've heard that's normal with the boric acid suppository, but it works like a charm. And my doctor even told me, she was like, you can use it multiple. You can just like have multiple uh, nights of it if it doesn't go away. If it doesn't go away, and I've had this happen before, you can get a prescription from your doctor. So BV, it fucks with all of us. It's nothing to be ashamed of. And I know it can drive you crazy. Just get the suppository, try that. If not, call your doctor and get a prescription. Okay. Uh, Are you a squirter? Yes, I am. Uh, Do I squirt every time? No. Most times, yes. I learned how to squirt through masturbation. And I learned it was something I did. And it kind of, what really gets you there is allowing yourself to let go. So practice in your solo play and see what it takes for you to squirt. I mean, to me, it's just natural now. And I just like let it go and then it happens. And so, but I have lots of friends that do it. I have some friends that don't. To each their own. But most of my partners have been like, are you a squirter? Please do it for me. <laughs> and it's not that I can just like automatically do it. I have to be really turned on. I have to be having an orgasm. So yes, I am a squirter. What is your favorite holiday destination? Anywhere in the Caribbean. Big fan of the Bahamas. You guys know that. And I just, I'm a very, when I go on vacation, my friend Zach was like, oh, I'm going to go to France and we're going to do this cruise or in this trip and these excursions. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to lay on a beach. <laughs> I want to lay on a beach all day, you know, good drinks and eat a nice dinner and then go to bed and then wake up the next day and do it all again. I'm not a huge fan. I mean, it's fun to like get out on the island and explore and stuff, but I just really, I like serious 
downtime. And to me, being on the beach, relaxing is the very best way to do that. I'm also a big Disney fan, so I do like going to Disney, but that is not a vacation. That is a trip. (laughs) Okay, how many rounds do you normally go with your partners? It depends. Um, I would say on average, most of my partners, like when I have a dedicated play date, it's usually twice. It all depends though. I mean, last weekend, I think I had, I don't even know how many orgasms with Mike. I can't even, I really can't even count so many. Like we would go out and run errands and we'd come back and I'd be like, can you eat it again? Like I was just running so hot. And so it's a, it really just depends. It depends on the partner. I would say with one of my other previous partners in the past, he would finish three or four times uh, every time. And I love a cock like that, like one that can just keep coming. I mean, but everybody's different. So I would say on average twice. Okay. Tips for a new single gal in the lifestyle. This is a great question. And if you're a single in the lifestyle, there are many different rules that apply to you. I would say focus on the relationships. I know the ultimate goal is to get laid, right? We all want to get laid. It's funny because somebody said to me, they're like, lifestyle people are the nicest people you'll, you'll ever meet. And I'm like, yeah, of course they are. Like, they want to fuck you. <laughs> and now, listen, I have genuine, amazing relationships in the lifestyle. But at the end of the day, it's like, of course they're nice. Like, it's all play. It's, it's fantasy world. It really is. But as a single female, I will say, focus on the relationships. If you go in there thirsty and you just want to fuck and that's your only goal, you're going to be sorely disappointed. And also, I genuinely feel like I I would I like the sex positivity. I like having the relationships with those with everyone in the in the group. I foster those friendships and relationships and I care deeply about them. The sex is a bonus for me. To me, being around sex positive people and finding my tribe, that's been the biggest benefit of being in the lifestyle. But so focus on the relationships. Also remember the ladies run the show. Okay, so, and be very careful. No sidebar conversations unless you have explicit consent for that. Be very careful and respectful of the couple and their relationship. I always put them first. Even during playtime, I'm making sure that she's okay the whole entire time. And him too, but in reality, I'm really caring about her. Is she comfortable? Is she feeling safe? Is she okay with everything that's going on? I feel like you can't go wrong if you put your attention on that. And also, Be sure to use your words and make sure that you do things that are good for you. One of the toughest parts about being solo in the lifestyle is that you don't have aftercare because you don't have that partner. So make sure you take care of yourself and, and think about the aftercare and stuff like that. How old were you when you first had sex? 16 with the boy next door. (laughs) What's the most amount of times you've had sex in a day? Seven. There was a hurricane. I was in college. I was fucking this young dude and we had sex seven times that night. (laughs) Uh, do you prefer loud or quiet sex? Loud 90% of the time, but there's something to be said for that. Like, we have to be quiet. You know what I mean? That's That can be hot too. Like having sex, like in a house full, like and having to be quiet and sneak off. Big fan of that. But otherwise, I like to let it go. I like to be loud. Are you a fan of dressing up? Yes, very much so. I love lingerie. Even though I know you're just taking it off, I love dressing up for my partners. I love role play. I love doing all those things. I'm new to dirty talk. How can I gain the confidence? So the best way to to, to break yourself into dirty talk is to compliment your partner. 
Tell them how sexy they look. Tell them how much you like something. That will get things going. And if you're really uncomfortable or nervous, talk about a previous sexcapade that you and your partner had. Like, remember that time when you fucked me on the balcony at the beach? Or, oh my gosh, you came so much the other night. That was so hot. Like, that's dirty talk right there. Just talk about a previous experience, okay? All right. We only have scheduled sex. How do I make it more spontaneous? We've all been there. We've all been stuck in a rut. I totally get it. My very best pro tip for this is to have a rule, no sex in the bedroom for 30 days. Like you can fuck me, you can fuck me whenever you want, but it can't be in the bedroom. That's what I did when I got stuck in a rut in one of my relationships and it worked like a charm. Uh, Get yourself out of the normal place where you normally do it and it'll spice things up and change things up for sure. And it will make it more spontaneous because you're not going to be, you know, before bed, after shower, you know. Okay, that's the rut I was stuck in. (sighs) All right. I love hearing from you guys and answering all of your questions. Remember, you can find me over on Instagram at toystories underscore TD and reach out to me. I'm really the one in the DMs and I would love to hear from you. And I love answering your questions and having this like back and forth chat with you. I'm so excited because guess what? On the next episode, we have our first guest. Uh, I'm so excited to introduce you to Mary, one of our team members at tracysdog.com. We're going to talk about her sexual journey, what it's like to work for a sex toy company, and some behind-the-scenes action that you're not going to want to miss. I will see you next Thursday, Toy Stories fam. 